0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode. Joining me today is Michael Georgeski. Sorry, we've been away for the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the first week was Easter. There was no games to review anyway. And the second week I was sick. Michael was away, so just didn't work out uh for a number of reasons, but we are very glad to be back and bringing back all the action. Michael, how's it been, mate?
1: Yeah, Matt. Uh I've been I've been good. Obviously, we've been off uh, the last couple of weeks. So first and foremost, it's good to get back into it, and uh, obviously I'm experiencing uh some camera issues uh tonight that I'm hoping to get uh fixed up. So uh, unfortunately for you and the viewers at home, you won't get to see uh my beautiful face. So yeah, um, hopefully just, we can
0: get we'll, fixed up soon. We'll just have to look at <laughs> my ugly, ugly mug today, but. You can always <laughs> switch to the audio version if you if you don't want to if you don't want to look, so it's all good. Uh <laughs> now that we've got the banter out of the way, Michael mate, let's start with MPL. We had, we had some absolutely mm. cracking matches. Um we'll start with O'Connor and Tuggerong, though. O'Connor yep. were the victors in this one 4-1 over Tuggeron United. Uh, I was watching this one on the old bar TV uh, when it was happening live. Piketty Manda put through um, a lovely ball for Ihege. uh, Cross goal for him to place it in the back of the net in the 34th minute. Um, I'm not sure if he was uh, intended as a shot or um, he uh, went for the pass instead. Nonetheless, though, uh, it uh, did the job. Uh, Six minutes later, Knights doubled their lead as Manda received the ball on the edge of the box. Did a couple of steps uh, as he ran in, uh, uh, step overs as he ran into the box, cut across his marker and unleashed an absolute bullet of a shot um, into the bottom right post. It was an absolutely fantastic strike there. Uh, just before the stroke of half time, the Knights made it three as Tyson Livermore uh, struck a corner. It was headed back to Daniel Roberts, who struck in a cross for the far post, which was squared for Connor Bill, who was just able to tap it in. And the the Knights went into halftime 3-0 up. <laughs> it was tu- it was Tuggies though who came out um first with the goal in the first half. Uh as an attempted clearance out of the box fell to Peter uh Ewan Peterkin, who cracked one from outside the box. Uh however, it found its way via a deflection off Patrick Hislop. So um Tuggeron did look bright, obviously got the goal uh albeit uh, through a deflection. They created more chances. They were looking lively. Uh, however, it was O'Connor who scored next, though. Uh, six minutes later, um, after a, there was a neat 1-2 between Ihegi and Manda, which began play, Ihegi squared it in the box for O'Reilly Angelo Santi, who battled it with the two defenders to get it over the line. O'Connor made it 5-1 just before halftime as Ihegi, uh laid off a ball around the defender, which Manda ran onto and buried it uh, past the keeper at the at the far post. Overall, very good display from O'Connor, and it's also their first victory of the campaign after a draw uh, versus Croatia, of course, before Easter, and then a loss last week to Olympics. So well done to O'Connor. Uh, took advantage after that first goal of the uh, sort of the spaces in the on defense and obviously got their first win of the season. And like I said, despite the initial uh defensive, uh, you know, bright defensive display from Tuggeranong, they just weren't able to hold out after that first goal. And unfortunately for them, this is now 15 goals conceded in their last three games. I know it's still early days, but uh, I uh to say that Mitch Stevens will be trying to look up the shore of that defence and um, sort of look how to sort of plug the gaps after sort of um after Tuggerong sort of concede that first goal because it seems like that's just where it happens after that. So uh like I said, still early days, but hopefully Tugranong can sort of find that solution soon. Michael, who do we have next up?
1: Yeah, before I get into the next game, uh Matt, I think it's sort of important that you highlighted uh all the things you did in that last match. And I think for Tuggerong obviously it's just that adjustment period of playing MPL football again as opposed to CPL in which they were in last season where they were obviously very defensively solid. But like you mentioned, 15 goals conceded uh, already this season. So that's an area that Mitch Stevens is definitely going to be concentrating on in the training park heading into the rest of the season. So hopefully for him and Tuggeron, they can sort of look to turn that around. But nevertheless, we'll move on to our next match, Matt. It was... West Canberra Wanderers nil, Monaro Panthers two, courtesy of Michael John and Rocco Streaker's goals in the first half. Monaro made it back to back wins uh, with a victory over West Canberra in this one, away from home as well, which adds a little bit more to getting the win as well. It was a lovely afternoon for football in the capital, Matt. And, you know, it started with Michael John using his striker's instinct that we've sort of been accustomed to seeing over the years with him in that position, you know, just being at the right place at the right time to steer home a finish inside the six yard box after some good work from Rocco Stricker, who managed to pick him out in the penalty area. You know, the latter mentioned, you know, would be involved yet again for the Panthers this time on the score sheet after converting from the penalty spot, sending the keeper the wrong way to double Minaro's advantage after 40 minutes in this contest You know, the second 45 minutes were more closely contested as West Canberra continued working on obviously getting themselves back into the game. So they plugged up a few of those holes in defence in the second period. But ultimately, Monaro proved a little bit too strong in this match as they held on for all three points in the end. So, you know, I mentioned there a... Very good win for Monaro. It obviously gives them another victory after starting off the season. Not so great, but they've managed to sort of get their heads back in the game and obviously have built on their confidence to be able to get back-to-back victories. And they'll obviously be looking to take that now further forward. And we know for West Canberra Wanderers, it's going to be a struggle, but they can take some positives out of that second half performance against a very good side in Monaro, who were obviously a fantastic side last season and not much has changed this season. They're going to be a quality outfit for all the teams in MPL, So plenty for West Canberra to still work on, but Monaro will, without a doubt, be happy that they were able to get three points and a clean sheet in this one, Matt.
0: Yeah, second win in a row for Monaro. So congratulations to them. Uh, the next one was an absolute cracker, Michael. I'm not sure if you check this one out, but while wow, uh, well, I was watching this one live and I just couldn't believe it, talked to a few people the next day at Deakin Stadium when I was there for commentary for the women's and uh, everyone thought this game ended about two or three times, which I'll get to shortly. Uh, Canberra Croatia had the first great chance of the night as Stephen Dominici stepped up to take a penalty. However, it was superbly saved by Jacob Cole. Uh, Stephen Dominici uh made up for that penalty miss though in the 29th minute as the end of a great team play from Croatia ended up with Jason Ugrenich whipping in a low cross, uh for Dominici who cracked a shot at goal. It might I think it took a slight deflection, but it was a goal none the less. Tigers uh came closest to leveling the score uh just before half time as Nick Toneski hit the inner part of the post. As he cracked a low shot past Sam Brown, uh, Tigers levelled the score in the seventieth minute via a huge corner kick that was whipped in a Mil- uh Milanitovich uh headed the ball across goal for Kyle Senior who nodded it in the back of the net. Marco Guy was sent off uh for the second time uh this season as he received a second yellow card in this matchup. Uh, after this, uh, Tigers. Took the lead, uh, took a darted run through uh it was Nick Toneski who took a darted run through the left side of the box, uh, struck a shot which was saved by Sam Brown. The rebound came into the path of Emilio Kishta, who whipped in a cracking low shot for the back of the net, which made it two one. This was in the 80 89th minute, sorry, not straight after uh the uh, not straight after the second yellow for Gaia. A few minutes later, in stoppage time, Jason Ugrinich whipped a, uh, whipped in a ball into the box, uh, which glided through the majority of the players. And none other than Daniel Barrich was the one that was able to capitalize at this moment to square things up at 2-2. And at this point, we're a few minutes into stoppage time. You thought, okay, this is it now. Mind you, in the 89th minute when uh, Tigers made it 2-1, Uh, A lot of people thought, all right, this is it now. Uh, However, when it seemed to all be done and dusted, uh, there was more drama into it. Six minutes, I believe it was, into stoppage time. Tigers whipped in a corner that was uh, headed forward and put into the back of the net by Milanitovic to ultimately win the whole thing. What a match this was. Uh, It was back and forth, had some slick football, some great counterattacks. There was a lot of drama. It was also very rough and tough at times. There were a lot of cards. I mentioned the two yellow cards for Guy there, but a lot of other players have got yellow cards in this one as well. Uh, referee Nathan Shakespeare also let quite a bit go in this one to let the game flow. So this match literally had everything. Uh, Tigers have now won three wins from three, while Croatia have one draw, one loss, and one win. Uh, so well done to Tigers. Uh, they have a perfect record to start the season with all nine points, and and Croatia. Uh, I was going to say they'll be disappointed not to uh not to get the points, but uh they at one point they thought they'd lost it, then they thought they win it, then they thought they would lost it. Just one of those. It was just one of those footballing nights. Um, probably worth mentioning as well though. Uh, Croatia did have that match midweek as well against Monaro, which they went through, which they were able to break their duck as well against Monaro in the, uh, Oz Cup, uh, going through in that one to the semi-final. Uh, so it was one hell of a match at, um, Deakin stadium and sort of makes you think, uh, if you miss that one, don't miss the next Tigers and Deacon match because it seems like it's going to be another absolute cracker. Uh, what do, who do we have next up, Michael? And, uh, by all accounts, this looked like an absolute cracker as well on Sunday Arvo the AS.
1: That's exactly what I was going to follow up with, Matt. I mean, you sort of just broke down there an absolute classic that took centre stage there at Deakin Stadium, and that was, you know, pretty much exactly what happened. Uh, this match that I'm about to get into followed very similar lines uh, in terms of uh, a 3-2 scoreline, which obviously emphasises how entertain- entertaining sorry, it was. Uh, But in this case, it was Gungahlin United 3, Canberra Olympic 2, goals from Timoteo Green, Giampolo. And for Canberra Olympic, Thomas James back in Canberra, back on the score sheet, and Luca Flores on the score sheet as well for the away side Olympic. Obviously, first up, what an entertaining match this one was, you know, in a weekend full of last-minute drama, Matt, as we sort of just touched on there in the MPL men's space. Uh, Timotheo opened the scoring in this one after brilliantly finding a pocket of space in between the lines to score from outside the area to make it 1-0 to Gungahlin after 11 minutes, so a good start for them. And from that moment onwards, they would then add to their lead They would add to their advantage following a fantastic header from Max Green to head across goal, which proved too much for the keeper to prevent going in the back of the net. So it was 2-0 to Gungarland in this one after 22 minutes. So they seem to be in cruise control at that moment in time. But, you know, despite, you know, for Olympic, despite being a couple of goals down, uh, as a result of Gungalon starting this match very well and on the front foot. Olympic pulled the goal back just before halftime as uh, some sensational ball movement around sort of the top of the box and then in towards Thomas James doing what he knows best and doing what we all have seen him do over numerous, numerous seasons in the NPL, finishing into the bottom corner to bring Olympic back into this one, 2-1, the score at half time, So obviously a lot of confidence for Olympic, getting themselves right back into it, pulling a goal back. And they would actually continue that form that they displayed at the end of that first half to get themselves a goal back to then level the score at 2-2, only three minutes in to the second half. And I mean, Matt, this might be one of the most remarkable goals of it will remarkable and unexpected goals. I think I've, probably seen in NPL football for a while. It was, you know, a ball fizzed across sort of the top of the 18-yard box from Thomas James and Luke, Lucas Flores sort of just stuck his head out and got something on it. And remarkably, the ball just sort of looped towards goal and underneath the crossbar. And before you knew it, you know, we're looking at a 2-2 scoreline in, in what was an incredible... Goal that came sort of out of nowhere in, in that instance. And obviously, from that moment onwards, it meant we really had a game on our hands now. Obviously, Gungahlin had done remarkably well to start the game on the front foot and essentially start fast. But then Olympics started to create some chances. They got a goal back. They took that confidence into the second half to get level. And, you know, I think when a game's at the stage that it was in terms of it being 2-2, The minutes are ticking down. You know, you start to think that the game's going to have to come down to a piece of individual quality for either side to get the winner in this contest. And that's exactly what we got with Gianpaolo scoring a fantastic volley into the far corner to give Gunners all three points in this one. It was just a spectacular goal. We saw spectacular goals in this match. And it just goes to show how crazy this competition can be. You know, Matt, you just talked about it when you were breaking down Canberra, Croatia and Tigers, and we got another entertainment-filled matchup with Gungahlin and Canberra Olympic. And we're only at this early stage of the season, so it only goes to show that this is probably going to continue into the future as well. Matt,
0: what do we have for our round four fixtures? All right, our round four fixtures are Tigers against Gengarling United, Saturday, April 29th, 3 p.m. at AAS Grassfield 2. O'Connor Knights against Monaro Panthers is next up, Saturday, April 29th, also at 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. Next two matches are on a Sunday. Canberra Croatia against West Canberra Wanderers, Sunday, April 30th, 3 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Then we have Tuggeron United against Canberra Olympic, Sunday, April 30th. 3pm at Canbar 201 so matches are nice and easy and nice and spread out over the two days of next weekend so hopefully it's good weather people can get down try and check out the matches because uh, we had some absolute cracking matches uh this week hello everybody welcome to our MPLW segment of the show uh, the first matchup we had in the MPLW is Canberra United. Uh, 2 0 victory over West Canberra Wanderers. DeCampli and Cochrane were the ones with the goals. This is how it happened. We had Canberra United Academy opening the scoring via a spot kick as Alyssa DeCampli stepped up and calmly placed it in the back of the net. Very good composure there from De Campoli to finish that one off and give her team the lead. Then there was a counter attack that ensued from the CUA that ended up uh, with a neat ball over the top, uh, which uh, ended up at the feet of Cochran, uh, passed on to Cochran, sorry, who placed it in the back of the net uh, for the finish. Very nice uh, looping ball, like I mentioned before there, from CUA. Overall, uh, this victory for the CUA means uh, that it's a second victory as well for them for the season. And a really nice bounce back as well from their loss last week to Canberra, Croatia. And then we've got West Canberra Wanderers on the other hand. Not the ideal start of the season to them. Uh, for them. Uh, three losses in three games. It also means they're the only team as well not to get a point on the board this season. Uh, So they are currently in eighth place. Uh, So yeah, unfortunately for them, but as we always say, early days, and they're only a win away from the next two teams that are just above them. So uh, they'll be looking to uh, make that next match, that next matchup, which we'll mention uh, further on in the program. As an important one for them next week. CUA, on the other hand, we have we have quite an incredible uh, instance. Granted, we're only three matches in, but this sort of shows you how competitive it is right now in this comp. We have five teams, uh, tying with six points at the top of the table. So, uh, we've got Belcon United and Olympic who are tied at the top for goal difference with a plus four. Then we've got Canberra Croatia at a plus three. Uh, then we've got a Canberra United Academy at a plus one, and then we've got a uh, Canberra, and then we got Gungali United with minus two. So five teams all tied on six points, and Canberra United essentially find themselves uh, when you, when I as I broke that down essentially in third third place technically with um obviously uh, by goal difference so. I definitely, I might have butchered all that, but that's the best way I can sort of explain it uh, with five teams being all on six points. So go have a check of the table. It sort of shows how competitive uh, this comp is this season. Who do we have next up, Michael? It definitely does go to show how uh, competitive this
1: competition is this season, Matt. That's for sure. Next up, we have Canberra Olympic 4-0 victors against Tuggeranong United. Goals to Burridge, Cook, and two goals for Michaela Thornton in this game. It took Canberra Olympic a little while longer than they would have hoped in this match to dust off the cobwebs map. But in the end, you know, their class shone through as they were able to pick up a victory and all three points in a stellar second half performance. You know, a lot will be said about Tagadong's resilience and their continual improvement after a display like this from Paulo Romero, and he obviously would have been very pleased with how the match was going before the hour mark in this one. So, you know, obviously, Olympics goals in this game were very well taken, and it sort of just goes to show the quality that they have in their side, and especially once they get a goal. You know, they're one of those teams in the competition, like a Belcon United like a Cam- uh, Canberra, Croatia, that one- once they get one goal, it sort of picks up a little bit of steam and it allows them to build their confidence and really run away with things. Uh, I mean, they've done it so many times in the past and this season has proved to be no different. So it only instills more confidence once one goal is scored. And when you're in a position like Tuggeron Uniteds it's always difficult to keep a good team like that out. And once that wall is eventually broken, it can then be hard to sort of steer the ship and essentially try and get yourselves back in the game without conceding any more goals. And, you know, Olympic, like I said, yet again, proved uh, their golfing class and why they're one of the best teams in the competition. But for Polo Romero and Tugganong United, I'm sure that they'll definitely be taking some positives out of that first, you know, 55 minutes of play against a fantastic Canberra Olympics side. And this is something that they may not have pictured themselves in a similar situation a few years ago. It just goes to show how far they've come. And I'm sure that this won't be the last time we see Togrong United putting forward a very strong uh, performance, Matt. Uh, who do we have next
0: up? I'm sure it won't. Next up, we had uh, the big derby, Canberra Croatia against Belcon United. It ended up 1-0, Brittany Palombi with the goal. A big clash and big derby uh, for Jeremy and I as we covered our first game as a commentary duo at Deakin Stadium for the season. Uh, Jeremy pulled out an interesting stat at the start of this one that every league game between these two sides uh, would be resulted uh, if it was a win, it would be resulted by the team who scored first. And, uh, since something like that, since 2017. So ever since 2017, whoever scores first in this one ends up winning it, uh, which, uh, in the end ended up like this, but there was a few twists and turns, uh, to get to this point. I uh, overall, I thought it was a close first half. Both sides had their chances. And uh, their times in the match in this one, both can sort of um, had their better parts of possession uh, between the two sides. So it was pretty evenly matched, I thought, in that first half. Uh, the second half, Croatia came out with the better of it to begin it until maybe about 15 or 10 minutes in where and started to get that edge um, back and uh, sort of start to take more of their chances uh, where Croatia had it probably first to begin that second half. Uh, and then we got to a point in the match where Belcon really started to turn it on and had their chances. Uh, they hit the post at one point. Uh, there was a great save as well by the keeper, uh, Angel, at one point as well. And then there was this glorious chance as well, uh, just missed by Bessie Reithmuller, muller uh, right in front of goal. So uh, Belcon United... Between quite a few, and then there was a couple, and then there was a chance here or there. Uh Croatia had chances just before this. So overall, the pitch am painting is Bel United at this point were sort of had their hands on their head thinking, how have we not uh taken the lead on quite a few moments here? And then Canberra Croatia, despite Bel having the best chances of the ma- chances of the match, uh broke away. Brittany Palombi struck a shot that uh, had an awkward bounce for Ellie Summers and it uh, bounced over her. Quite unlucky for Ellie Summers, but nonetheless, another goal for Brittany Palombi. And we've seen that. And so Belcon United probably, again, would be scratching their heads thinking, how do we come away from this one without at least a point Can or at least a win, uh, a win or at least a point, sorry, uh, from this one considering the chances that they had. But... Uh, pressure did have their chances in this match as well maybe not as close as the chances that uh bell conan had at the end of the match but they definitely had their moments uh in the match so overall this win means that there are four teams uh sorry five teams uh after i wrote this uh, at the top of the table and like i mentioned before so it's it's just been one of those matches. Every team has lost a match. It's just been so competitive in this comp. Uh, there's, Despite being annoyed at the results, I'm sure Belconnen have you know a lot to take away uh, from this one. Obviously, last week they had a big win against uh, Canberra Olympics. So they've shown that they can get these big results early, um, which they were doing at the end of last year, but not at the start of last year. So it shows that Belconnen are right in the thick of things. So, uh, they definitely shouldn't hang their heads down after that loss. And Canberra Croatia take a massive win as well for themselves after losing to Canberra Olympic. It was in the first round of the season, I believe. So it was just such an awesome game, dramatic game. And it just goes to show you we are going to have a a very, very competitive race all throughout the season in MPLW. Michael, who do we have next up?
1: Next up and last. On our NPLW list is ANUW FC up against Gungahlin United. It was Gungahlin who managed to pull away with a 2-1 victory thanks to a double from Oliver in the first half and a goal from Williams for ANUW in the second half. It was another positive performance for the NPLW uh, newcomers, Matt, but it was Gungahlin who snuck away with victory on the road, which will boast very well for them, heading into the next part of this early season. As I mentioned, two goals from Oliver really got Gungahlin underway in this contest as, you know, they were able to build a solid lead after a good first half performance. It obviously gave them a lot lot of confidence, uh, especially when you consider the struggles that they had to really build leads last season. So I guess addressing that area and giving themselves an opportunity to play good football and build leads for themselves to give themselves you know some some breathing space in games is an area that they would have been focusing on and it was on full display in this game you know like, like we've said in previous weeks Matt when we're talking about uh, a new w uh sorry yes a new w they don't seem to give up hope and you know, when when they managed to get themselves back in through Williams in the second half, you know, it proved to be a real sense of optimism that they could get themselves back into the match. And maybe if this was up against a Gungahlin United outfit from last season, they may as well have, they may as well have potentially gone on to do that. But obviously in this case, Gungahlin, You know, their experience in this competition was what proved to be the difference against a new coming side like ANUW. And, you know, like I said last season, this may have been a result that Gungalan may have let slip. They may have ended up drawing or eventually losing this match as they struggled for consistency. But nevertheless, they look as though that they've, or that they're working on changing that narrative for this season as they look to get themselves back into the finals football picture later down the track. Matt, do you want to get into the NPLW round four fixtures?
0: Yeah, and well done to Gungala United and what a signing Ginger Oliver has been for them as demonstrated from her goals on the weekend. All right, next up, we have those round four fixtures from NPLW as we continue the very competitive women's competition this year. Uh, We have another primetime matchup for you. Friday, uh, April 28th, 7.45pm from Canberra 201. It's Tagoreng United against Canberra, Croatia. Next up on Sunday, we have Canberra Olympic against ANUWFC. Sunday, April 30th, 2.30pm at O'Connor Enclosed. Then we have Gangala United against Canberra United Academy. Sunday, April 30th. 3 p.m. at Gungahlin Enclosed. Then we have Belcon United against the West Canberra Wanderers, Sunday, April 30th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. Our
1: CPL uh, segment of the show to round things off, Matt. We'll kick things off with Canberra Juventus, who played hosts to Wagga City Wanderers. It was the Wanderers who came away with a 4-1 victory in this one, a double for Canzola, a goal for Prest, and a goal for Plongenes. And for Canberra Juventus, Duck was on the score sheet for the home side. And for them, you know, it looked to get off to a great start for them, ideally. Uh, you know, as they scored in the opening 22 minutes uh of this game, uh in the battle of the black of the black and white stripes as we're calling it uh through duck 22 minutes in uh this being his second goal of the season you know it was the Wanderers who struck who struck level uh about 10 minutes later into the contest Matt through Kedzola as he followed up just before the end of the half with his brace to give the Wanderers a 2-1 advantage at the interval. These two goals take Kdzol's impressive, uh, goals tally to six goals in three games. So he's a man in form for the Wanderers this season, top of the CPL goal scoring standings as well. To go along with it, Wanderers were the only ones to score in the second half. The uh through pressed in the sixty first minute, so just after the hour mark, to extend it to three one before. Uh, ten minutes later, where. Palongas, uh followed up to make it 4-1 and score his first goal of the season. So ideally, it was a great second-half performance for Wagga City, to extend, sorry, uh, Wagga City Wanderers to extend their lead in the second half after what was a closely contested first 45 minutes against Canberra. Juventus, it's obviously not the scoreline or result Juve would have been hoping for, but they started the match well, and that's something that they can look to take a lot of confidence from heading into their next match, not only just starting well and getting a lead, but obviously maintaining that and getting the three points. Wanderers follow up strongly from their win last week, Matt. You know, they find themselves in third place, one point behind Belconnen and and three points behind league leaders. Queanbeyan, who've started the season very well, which we will get into a little bit later in this CPL segment. Matt,
0: who is our next matchup in CPL? Our next matchup is Belconne United against Brindabella Blues. This was a tightly contested 1-1 draw with all the goals coming late. The match was moved, I believe, to AS Synthetic. I don't believe it was originally on that. Um, I could be wrong, though. Uh, Belconne opened the scoring, though, uh, first through a penalty kick. Tunney uh, stepped up to convert that uh, penalty kick at a crucial period of the game, which was the 86th minute. Uh, But the Brindies, on the other hand, were determined to get their first points of the season, however, and equalized just before stoppage time in the 89th minute as Henry Wilkes scored. As mentioned before, this is Brindies' first points of the season, and most importantly for them, bouncing back after last week's 6-0 defeat to White Eagles. As we've said a lot today, still early days of the season, but I'm sure uh, the Brindies' Uh, we'll get back to winning ways soon but regardless good bounce back and uh um it was uh good for them to sort of um sort of quickly respond to that um first goal from Belco so late into the matchup the Brindis goal however for Belco means that they are the first side to drop points in this promotion battle uh with Queenbian as now quebian sit on the top of the table by two points as we said before still early days but uh, we get the I get the feeling that this is going to really be a week by week race. It usually always is, but uh, what I mean by that sort of it's I think this is really going to be a tit for tat race um this season for promotion. It's also worth noting that Belco did back up midweek from uh, their Oz Cup qualifying match on Wednesday, um, which they booked their place in the semi-finals for. So congratulations to them. ANU FC, Michael. Next
1: up. That's right, Matt. It was ANU up against Queanbeyan City in this contest, and it was Queanbeyan City who came away with a 3-1 victory. Goals from Dalahi Gulevsky, and Tchaikovsky, followed by a goal from the ANU standpoint for Manly. So it was ANU that actually started the stronger of the two sides, and they scored in the opening five minutes of the game, courtesy of Andrew Manly, it was Queenian who then responded in the next ten minutes, as they equalized through Dalahi. So it was one-one after fifteen minutes. Certainly entertaining to kick things off in this game for the spectators. Ryan Gollevsky followed up on the goal scoring board as Queenian doubled their lead less than ten minutes uh, before half time, uh, and this was Gollevsky's second goal for the season. Queenian were the only ones to find themselves on the scoreboard in the second half, Matt, as they stretch the lead out to 3-1 as Nikola Tchaikovsky's killed off the encounter with a third goal for his side in the afternoon in what was a great game for the visiting Queanbeyan outfit. ANU find themselves with the other three sides in Yulgali, White Eagles, and Canberra Juventus tied on three points. It is also worth mentioning that ANU backed up midweek from the Australian Cup qualifying action against Gungahlin United still early days though for that outfit as they continue on into the season as for the other outfit in this equation and City you know this is uh this victory remains you know means that they're the only side uh, after 3 games to win all three of their matches so far so it sort of goes to show how well they've been doing to start the 2023 campaign and their real intent to get promotion this season you know they're placed at the top of the table leading bell by two points and Wagga by three points you know this in turn as mentioned before also means that queanbeyan take the first lead in the race for promotion this season so like you said a little bit Ago, Matt. I think the race for promotion this season is certainly going to be a little bit closer than what it was last season, where Tuggeranong established their dominance early and were able to gain promotion back to MPL football. So we'll see what happens over the next few weeks or so in the anticipation to see who gets promoted from the CPL to MPL this season. Matt, who do we have for our last encounter for? CPL before we get into the competitions around four
0: fixtures. Well, last up, we had Ugali with their first home game of the season. Big 3-1 victory against Canberra White Eagles. Uh, Bailey, DeRossi, and Donadell with the goals and then Belyanski with the goal for White Eagles. Player coach Darren Bailey opened the scoring for the home side 30 minutes into the encounter. This was Bailey's fourth uh, goal of the season. Ugali scored a second just before halftime as Bailey went on a driving run through midfield, one-twoed it, uh, did a one-two, and then laid it off across goal for De Rossi for the finish. White Eagles responded strongly, though, to begin the second half as they halved the deficit five minutes into it uh, with a neat switch of play across the field into the path of Alexander Beliansky, who uh, cracked a very neat shot at the far right post. Very nice goal there from him. Ugali responded uh to that though 10 minutes later as Mason Donadell intercepted a White Eagles pass on the halfway line and made an absolutely drive, an absolute driving run for goal. No one was able to catch him, and he neatly placed, placed it on the right hand side of the keeper for 3-1. Now, not the result White Eagles would have been looking for, but as we know, it's very tough to uh go to Ugali and try and take points away from them uh at that fortress. Uh, the White Eagles, though, are coming off that um big 6-0 victory just before this against Brenda Bella. So uh, they do have points on the board this season. Yigali, on the other hand, uh, begin their first home match uh, of the campaign with a win. It's also their first win of the season as well. Let's not forget they had a very close matchup. I think it was 4-3 was the score. Was it 3-2 or something like that? Uh, for their first match of the season as well. So they've had very competitive matches to begin with. Now their first win. And as I mentioned before, they really uh, do make that Solomad Stadium a fortress there in Griffith. And they have a lot to draw on as well after their next encounter as they host Belcon United next week, uh, which also leads into our fixtures. Michael, what are the fixtures for next week? I just mentioned one there.
1: Yes, you did, Matt. CPL round four fixtures. You've got Canberra Juventus up against ANU FC Saturday, April 29th, 3 p.m. at Ainsley Field 2, followed by Canberra White Eagles against Queanbeyan City. This one should be an absolute cracker, one of the ones that you circle in the calendar for CPL action. Saturday, April 29th, 3 p.m. Woden Park, enclosed... Michael, can I just make got... a
0: quick prediction there at the White Eagles and Queanbeyan game? I'm going to go predict ahead. that they sell out of what? Eagle Burgers. That's my prediction.
1: I think the real prediction will be uh, sort of how long will it take them to sell out of Eagle Burgers? It'll probably take May... them less than five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe even just before the game, there'll be a big line of Eagle Burgers or a big uh, wait of pre-orders for the Eagle uh, Burgers. It's uh, always... Yeah, it's always a cracking encounter, that one. Uh, Hopefully, I can get out to
1: that one. Absolutely. So, next up, we've got Brindabella Blues up against Wagga City Wanderers, Saturday, 29th of April, 3 p.m. at Eipham Park in Corwell. And lastly, we have Yulgali up against Belconnen United Sunday, April 30th, 1.30 p.m. at Solomad Stadium. So, Yulgali looking to make an impression against the former MPL side, Belcon and United, at home at Solomad Stadium. Some great fixtures there. We've touched on them, Matt. It's going to be another great entertaining weekend of football, which we will then dissect together on our next episode.
0: Yeah, and let's hope um, the matches are just as entertaining as these ones were. Hopefully the weather's just as good as this weekend was as well. It was actually quite pleasant for both days um, for football. So let's hope uh, it continues that way. Uh, Any last words, Michael, before we sign off for this week?
1: Not much else to add other than I'm looking forward to more football action. It's always the case when it's sort of the start of the week and you're just counting down the days for games on the weekend. I know that there's numerous games across the different competitions that will stand out and that people will get out to and watch and I'll certainly be keeping an eye and watching some of the football over the course of the weekend. So hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about and dissect together when we talk about all the football that's occurred over uh, the weekend, Matt, but nevertheless, it's going to be a great weekend, great football and we will do what we always do and that's break it down for everyone in the Canberra community.
0: Yeah, we certainly will. And Webby should be with us next week to uh, break down everything CPL for the first time this season since the preview. Always good having him on. And um, it should be a very, very interesting weekend, as we mentioned, uh, considering that We have very, very competitive comps all around the board to begin the season, which might not have been the case the last uh, previous couple of seasons, at least to begin with. So there is a lot to look forward to, everybody. Uh, And also, as we record this and we get this out, enjoy your Anzac Day. Enjoy your weekend following that. And as always, enjoy the football. Thank you, everybody.